0: Welcome to Season 2 of Our Classroom. Grateful for all the support that y'all provided throughout Season 1. It's been a little over a year now. We put up 34 episodes and we're going to keep this thing going. We're going to get better and continue to explore all types of topics as it relates to education so that we can engage our audience in meaningful conversations. Today I'm going to be talking about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion work. Specifically, talking to school leaders, offering tips for school leaders that are looking to start their journey in DEI work. Let's get it on. So, Lorena Herman and I recently published an article through EduTopia titled Four Tips for School Leaders Starting DEI Work. And this is really meant to encourage school leaders that really want to get their hands dirty, they want to dig in. Perhaps they don't know exactly where to start when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. And so we wanted to break it down and offer you some simple steps to implement that we believe will help you to be successful. There's more to analyze, so let's go ahead and dig in. Four simple steps here, right? So the first step in moving towards equity and and practicing inclusion, uh, celebrating diversity, and doing that authentic work, you have to hold up the mirror. You got to look in the mirror. You got to do your own work. You can't guide others in doing work if you haven't done the work yourself. And honestly, this is a critical step that a lot of people sometimes skip over. Why do they skip it over? They're eager to get the work going. And being eager is good. Being enthusiastic is good. That's wonderful. But you can't skip steps here. You you have to lay down the foundation and so you can't rush to do that work. Or sometimes they don't they don't want to look within, right? Because sometimes we may hold up the mirror and see some things that we do not like, but it is essential. I can't stress it enough. It is essential that you do your own work. All right. You have to be able to go through it, you have to do that inward reflection, you have to unpack your own biases in order for you to then lead others in doing the same teachers often feel that school leaders are are doing performative work because they use equity as a tagline in a one-off event or, or professional development sessions and really what counts most is how you do things not necessarily what you are doing all right how do you go about handling your business how are you setting that example Right, You have to be a model in that. And so uh, a common barrier to getting started is facing the reality of having several priorities and so much to tackle at your school. We understand that many hats that you're wearing, uh, much on the plate. Everything needs to get taken care of. There's great demand and yet... This important work would definitely become a priority the minute your school ended up on social media or in the news because one of your teachers or another staff member did something racist or discriminatory. So we have to keep this in mind and make sure we're doing the work and then encouraging and challenging others to do the work also, right? This is a journey this trajectory in this. We're not going to get there overnight, but we have to start by looking within. So that's step number one. Do your own work. Step number two. Identify other school leaders who have done this work. Listen, folks, there are people doing the work. There are plenty of people that have done the work. And there are plenty of resources available to you. So you have to identify who are those individuals that can support you, that could talk you through situations that they've walked through themselves, that can give you wise counsel, that can challenge your thinking, that can process things with you. Identify those individuals Build your network of people that would support you in this equity work around this particular issue who will dig deep into this context. And so networking is essential. Join organizations and social media groups. Obviously, I'm going to make a plug for for subscribing to and joining and supporting and partnering with multicultural classroom because I think we do great work here. But if it's not us, then wonderful. Identify the other wonderful organizations and individuals doing great work. You got the Red Clay Educators. Uh, You you have Tawanda Harris. Uh, You you, you have folks like Dr. Kim Parker. Uh, Listen, Trisha from Disrupt Tax. So many wonderful people, Britt Hawthorne, Tiffany Jewel, I, I could keep going. Joe Truss, Brother Kwame, Sarfo Mensah. There's a lot of individuals you could resource to. And so identify those individuals, build your network, uh, tap into their thinking, process different situations with them. All right. You don't have to do this alone. So don't stay on the island identify other school leaders who have done this work all right follow them on social media connect with them offline uh, connect with different folks at conferences put yourself in those spaces where you know that your iron's going to be sharpened right we many of us know the same know the scripture the biblical scripture iron sharpens iron And that's what we want to do. We want to continue to grow. We want to continue to get better. We want to stay sharp as it relates to leading in this work of diversity, equity and inclusion. All right. So, again, step number two. Well, step number one was do your own work. Step number two, identify other school leaders who have done this work. Step number three. Identify your school-based partners in this work. Identify your school-based partners in this work. You can be sure there are already individuals at your school wanting to do this work who are engaged in equity and justice-focused work. Who are those individuals? Do you know who they are? If not, Keep your eyes open. Ask the questions. Listen carefully. Offer opportunities to engage in conversation with individuals who are going to reveal to you what it is they're trying to do and how it is they want to help and support. There's likely individuals who've been doing this work before you came along. Pick their brain. Have them share with you their understanding of of how things have worked in the institution uh, tap into that history right I think about different stops that I've been at different schools that I've been at and and it's always been an important practice for me to just listen especially in that first year like hey I'm not here to turn this whole thing around even if you hire me to turn this whole thing around, first I need to sit down and listen and learn from the individuals that have been there. I I, I need to talk to the parents, I hear from the parents. I need to hear from the students. I, I need to hear from the alums, the staff members, and other stakeholders. Understand their perspectives. Understand where they're coming from. What they want to see for the school. Where is their alignment, right? Let's connect. Let's do some meet and greets. Let's build relationships. Let's engage in extracurricular events. Spill some momentum. Let's be present with with one another, and and definitely as a school leader, you want to be present in these different spaces, so you could fill it out for yourself. So you could hear what's going on. So you could understand what the vibes are. And then use that data to inform some of the decisions that you make. Right? That's critical. That's critical. It's just collecting that data, building those relationships, Being in community, hearing from your stakeholders, and gradually building that team of individuals that are going to be on the ground with you, moving the work forward, implementing these initiatives, building those partnerships. And so when, when reaching out to your school community, you might Fear being seen as as lacking knowledge, or the opposite, taking too strong of a stance. So what's the alternative? Silence on the issue? If you're truly committed to the work, it's important to strive towards that goal. And so it might require some boldness, some, some courage. But again, this is not something that you have to do alone. It's something you certainly have to model. But as you're modeling it, it will inspire others to walk with you, right? To to journey, to partner, to build. And just keep in mind, this doesn't have to be done overnight, all right? Give yourself the grace and space to build those relationships as you identify your school-based partners in this work. So again... Uh, step number one for starting this DEI work, do your own work. Step number two, identify other school leaders who have done this work. Step number three, identify your school-based partners in this work. And step number four, take tangible steps that will move you forward. Keywords: Tangible and forward. Those are two things that you want to keep in mind, sometimes we set goals that are unattainable. Come on, folks, let's set some smart goals, <laughs> right? Because even if I'm taking baby steps, I'd rather be taking baby steps than take taking no steps. Or taking steps and then falling flat. No, I want to be able to take steps that keep me on the path of where it is that I am trying to be, where it is I'm trying to move the school community, right? And so, too often, th- this, this work in schools becomes a, a about a committee. You know, we've created the diversity committee and, you know, they're going to take the charge and lead in the work, And but there's no real driver, committee falls apart, boom, boom, boom. No, 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 no. We need this to be... <laughs> ingrained in what we do right it has to be like part of the fabric of the school and so we want to think strategically about how it is that we can move things forward in a way that feels attainable and sustainable because advancement is the goal so at one school facing some major challenges, I recall identifying a critical issue of furthering inequities, uh, and and that was part of the problem. You know, I I'm gonna admit, I I there were things I were I was doing as a school leader in, in which I didn't feel good, and and I was reinforcing, um. Uh, behaviors and 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 systems that were problematic. So I had to think about like, what needs to change here? And, and so some of the initial goals, once I able to step back and identify these, these problems that we're seeing, right? Again, holding up that mirror, as <laughs> it starts with me, got to look within. Once I was able to do that, Identify some initial goals. Some of those goals were decrease the student suspension rate by finding alternatives for student support. Partner with the district-based thought leader to create alternatives. And in a different context, Lorena was trying to to help her school launch their anti-bias work. And her goals were, were the following: identify two to three staff members who would engage in the work and establish a committee to share the labor and design next steps for impact. And so starting these committees and communities w- within a school is no easy task, but it could surely be done and done. Well, again, you want to think strategically and it shouldn't be that the committee is, is taking over all this work and, and is replacing the work of, of an individual or is replacing the work of the school leadership. Sometimes that happens, right? We'll, outsource work that really pertains to, to the school leadership. We'll outsource it to the committee. <laughs> and the committee already has like they each have their individual jobs and and this is a volunteer thing and they don't have the time or capacity, right? And so I'm saying that because I understand that, that there's there's real tension there. There is space to have committees and whatnot. You have to simply think through what the function of the committee is Um, what the right number of individuals is to have on the committee, and and also, like, how long do we need this committee for? And then what's next? And who becomes the driver of that? So these are some of the things that are important to keep in mind. So you want to make sure that folks don't feel overwhelmed. You want to make sure that you don't feel overwhelmed in this process, right? And so... Remember, start small and focus on one task at a time. Don't work alone. Use the, the, the school community network that you built. right? Lean on them. Turn to the external experts when, when necessary. Right? Is there a local organization that can support your, your school's work? Uh, in, in the case of one school I worked with, when I was uh in Massachusetts, elevated thought that, that was an organization we partnered with to to use some art therapy for healing and, and identity building. I can think of plenty of organizations in the numerous schools that I've been at, but that the purpose is not f- for me to name all the organizations I worked with in, in different schools. Uh the purpose is for us to to think through and, and particularly for school leaders to to think through how it is they could start their work of diversity equity and, and inclusion or maybe they have started but you know perhaps they had a shaky start or or, or perhaps they need a restart and so we we want school leaders to consider these four tips when it comes to to pushing forward initiatives related to diversity equity and inclusion and, and I'll reiterate them. Do your own work. Identify other school leaders who have done this work. Identify your school-based partners in this work. And take tangible steps that will move you forward. I hope this breakdown has been helpful. In season two, definitely going to be carving out space and being more intentional about sharing tips, sharing insights, sharing case studies, uh, reviewing certain scenarios that I've experienced firsthand or Lorena has experienced or people around us have experienced firsthand just because we want to make this as real as possible and we want to offer tangible steps to different issues that surface within the educational experience both in and out of the classroom if you found these four tips for school leaders starting dei work helpful then be sure to share it with someone else who will also benefit as always your engagement in our classroom is greatly appreciated be sure to subscribe rate the show and write a review finally For resources to help you understand the intersection of race, bias, education, and society, go to multiculturalclassroom.com. Peace and love from your host, Roberto Germán.